from the Chiropractic United podcast series for October 25th, 2011. This podcast is brought to you by CBP Seminars. For more information on CBP technique, please browse to idealspine.com. Also brought to you by Dr. Fred DiDomenico of Elite Coaching. To see how Dr. Fred can help build your practice, browse to elitecoachingllc.com. And finally, by Poshco, makers of the award-winning PostureScreen mobile app, available on the iTunes App Store, as well as our X-ray digitizing software suite known as PostureRay. For more information, browse to postureanalysis.com. Now, let's go ahead and get started. Okay, all you folks out there in podcast land, welcome to Chiropractic United Podcast, Tuesday night, October 25th. Chiropractic United was founded by myself, Dr. Fred Domenico of Elite Coaching, Dr. Deed Harrison of CBP, who's out there killing animals and yeah. hunting rather than hanging out with us on our podcast, and uh, Dr. Joe Farantelli of Posture Co. And Chiropractic United was formed to unite not all chiropractors, but subluxation-based chiropractors. I uh, don't mean to segregate there, as we've been... Uh, criticized in the past, but really people sticking up for the principle of chiropractic, which is which is spinal correction, adjusting the spine for optimal health. So anyway, we have an awesome guest tonight, and his name is Dr. Tabor Smith. Dr. Tabor uh, developed a whole spinal screening system that uh, is an awesome new patient magnet and developed a system that can build your practice and bring in people coming in for the right reason, that is for posture, for optimal health. So how you doing, Tabor? Welcome. Welcome, Tabor. Thank you. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your beginnings and how you came along and developed what you did. And You bet. We'll start there. Uh, well, I graduated uh, from Parker. I started doing spinal screenings when... Uh, I was still in school uh, just to make some extra money, and uh, then when uh, just so happens when I got out of school, I actually did two associateships um, before I started my own practice, and in both of them, uh, I was in charge of spinal screenings, and um, one of the offices that I was in charge of spinal screenings for was uh, a high-volume office. We we saw over a 1,000 a week, so I I had a lot of... uh, awesome experience there, but I was also um, hustling and uh, and was trying to bring in just as many patients as I could because that's how I got paid. And I also had some other associate docs there that were, um, you know, in the same category were doing spinal screenings. And so we started working together and we started testing different techniques, doing spinal screenings and uh, to try to put together the most efficient um, process that we could uh, that would uh, help us get the most people into our office and help us, you know, help help more people. And uh, that's kind of uh, how the screener developed was a uh, um, the uh, that I started my own practice um, here in Houston, Texas, and I used all of that uh, education that we, I took from my associateships. And uniquely, I started my practice with. Uh, borrowing no money at all, uh, started from scratch, um, rented one, two rooms from another chiropractor, had one table, and I just started doing spinal screenings. Um, would do, you know, two if I, two to three spinal screenings a week sometimes if I could. So um, I built that practice up within, before a year I had to move out of that clinic because we were just overflowing and um, we started our own practice here. 
uh, about a year and a half ago, and we're we're booming. We're um, uh, just we just keep going. It's all because of uh, spinal screenings, and and we've done some dinner workshops and things too. Well, you know that's like the basics of chiropractic right there. Definitely. You know, and the thing is, man, screenings, they take energy, but, you know, they go out. And the, good, the great thing about screenings is you get people today. You know, right. you screen people, and today you have new patients. So that's like immediate return. And that's one of the things I noticed. Um, you know, starting off practice, you don't have any new patients coming in. If I did a spinal screening that weekend... I had new patients that week. If I didn't do a spinal screening that weekend, I didn't have new patients that week. And so that's very vo- motivational yeah. when, you're, when you're trying to pay the bills. So Now, oh, I was going to ask you, Tabor, I mean, as far as because, you know, I, 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 it's kind of ironic that I, you know, I, I developed the app because, um, you know, I did a lot, you know, a lot of screenings early on when I worked for another doctor, just like it sounds like that you did. Mm-hmm. But in my own practice, I was I, I lucked out that I, I did screenings pretty much just after workshops that I did, but I never really did, had to do them outside because I was just blessed with having a lot of connections in the, the area and, and right. marketed very well in, in other aspects with a lot of talks that I did. I did talks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are some of the things that, that you find maybe that, that doctors do wrong in screenings? Like, do you have like a like a top five that doctors really fail when they do screenings? Uh, definitely. Um, one, one of the first things I talk a lot about um, is a mistake that chiropractors make right off the bat. And um, that's when they're the, – the most important thing is to get someone's attention, stop them, and, and get them to um, participate in your spinal screening. If you don't do that, um, your, your spinal screening will definitely be a failure. And uh, a lot of the times I notice that these, these chiropractors are, when people are walking by their booth, they're asking them if they'd like a spinal screening. Um, and we used to do that. We would ask you, would you like a spinal screening? No, thanks, have a great day. And it just continued to you know, flow like that because, uh, first of all, you're assuming that this person knows what a spinal screening is. Uh, but second of all, you're asking them a yes or no question. And in our society today, uh, we're hounded by by so many different um, people and trying to be sold so many different things that when we're asked a yes or no question like that from a stranger, it's just innate. We just say no and we continue walking. Um, and so once we changed that uh, to asking a different type of question like, uh, have you had? Uh, when was the last time you had your nervous system checked? Or um, when was the last time you had uh, your your spine checked? You know, or just just questions that weren't a yes or no question that they actually had to think of and, and even access some memory you know, storage in the brain um, to give us an answer. Then we, we got more people that were engaged. We got more people into our booth. And uh, I would definitely say that's probably the number one uh, mistake that chiropractors make when it comes to, to uh, spinal screenings. That's starting right off the bat. Yeah, that question is like the death of a screening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... Man, just why don't we just ask that question so we can be rejected about ten times more? And I'm not dogging on people because I had coming out of school, man. I asked that question eight million times. So did I. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just gonna say um, a number two mistake that uh, I, I definitely notice a lot of, and and a, one of the reasons why I love your uh, stress survey that you have now on your on this screen app um, is that. I always want to know this person's um, 
symptoms or what's going on in their life uh, before I screen them. And I mean, it's no different than, uh, you know, in your practice, you wouldn't ever just start adjusting someone without asking them what's going on. Um, and and uh, so we don't do that when we're at a screening either. Um, and that way, uh, if I know what their symptoms are, then I can easily tie them into the screening and whatever I find in that screening. So uh, a lot of docs are just doing a screening and then asking them, you know, if they have anything hurts and then trying to uh, uh, backtrack and tie right. in different things. So with, the, with your screening survey, it, it does a great job of collecting that. Yeah, and I have to say that I, I, uh, I was inspired by Dr. Fred here to develop that because I, I quickly saw when uh, Fred started coaching my practice that he teaches on how to give a, a tour throughout the office and relate, have the staff relate the problems and what the benefits are in certain areas of the clinic. And I realized that my, my staff wasn't qualifying the patients in the very beginning to be able to hand them off to the doctor appropriately. So I, I got with Fred, and um, when I started familiarizing myself with elite uh, protocols, I kind of uh, borrowed his information, if you will, right, Dr. Fred? Yeah. All right. Well, your posture app, I mean, your, yeah, the app works great, you know, not only in spinal screens, but also in the office. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was, it was definitely something that I never anticipated that was going to take off as much as it did. It was... It was built as a way of, originally it was built as a way to get the word out about chiropractic biophysics, uh, quite frankly. And then when it hit the app store, right after we, we debuted it at, uh, at Parker and then at CalJam, um, it just spread like viral around the internet and, uh, you know, where it was featured on iTunes and things like that. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed by having people that really know screenings like yourself giving me feedback and it's constantly evolving and feedback I get from you and Dr. Fred and other people, you know, out in the community that, that I respect, I, I kind of, uh, use that as a, as a guide to morph it into the next version, which I have a couple of different iterations waiting to get approved in iTunes. So thank you there. But yeah. uh, what, what, what are some other mistakes you think that you, you see other doctors making in practice in uh, spinal screenings? Right. Um, well, one one more that I have for you here is uh, maybe it rivals the first one uh, that as the biggest mistake chiropractors make, um, and that is to uh, uh, not accept or not accept payment at the screening um, or at least deposit for the exam. Um, too many times. I mean, we we tested this uh, over and over, and. Um, uh, no-show rates drop, you know, 60, 70 percent uh, or more if you have the patient pay in advance at the screening. And, uh, you know, when I tell docs that, they get a little nervous um, if they've never done it before. But uh, if you have done it before, it's something that is extremely easy to do um, once you just decide to do it. And and, and it's another thing that uh, I tell people that it's not uh, – you know, I have my exceptions. Um, it, in some cases, when I do, I do a lot of screenings around here at some, you know, little mom and pop places like some vitamin stores and different things. And when I'm in those small places, sometimes I won't uh, ask for payment um, because it, it kind of looks like I'm taking away from, you know, the owner of the store um, or, or something like that. But I'll actually, um, you know, exchange that with what I call a double yes. So um, if I don't accept payment, at it for some reason, which you know, 95%, 90, 98% of the time I do uh, require payment uh, before I, I'll schedule an exam. But uh, 
If I don't, I use a, a process called the double yes, and that is just making sure that, that this person knows that I'm serious about them showing up for their exam. And so, you know, if, if Mary uh, says that she wants to schedule something at 5 o'clock, um, you know, I'll say yes, you know, 5 o'clock's open, and then I'll stop everything, and I'll look her right in the eyes, and I'll say, now, Mary, uh, that's, that's a very valuable time in my office, and I need to make sure that you can make this appointment at five o'clock on Tuesday. Um, are you absolutely sure you can be there? And she'll, you know, stop. And, and I guarantee you half the time they'll change their appointment because they'll figure out that they couldn't, they wouldn't have been able to make it. Um, but just that fact of uh, getting a, a serious double yes at your screening um, will, will lower your, your no-show rate significantly, uh, but nothing like accepting payment uh, when you're there, so. Now, are you taking that payment, and I know a lot of doctors will use it as a, a fundraiser for a local charity, or yeah. Um, yeah. is that what do you, what do you I recommend do, with that? I do, and sometimes I don't. Um, sometimes at these large, uh, um, like, shows or fairs, um, when that doesn't have as much pool, uh, we'll just accept that, and that'll go towards our... Um, our entry fees to being in that show or fair. Other times, like when we're at Walmart or when we're at these uh, vitamin stores, then it, it looks good on the, your, yourself. It also looks good on the store, and you're also more likely to get in there to do a screening. So, yes, um, a lot of times we'll, we'll take and we'll donate that initial, you know, not charge full price, obviously give them a discount because they're at the screening, mm -hmm. uh, but then donate that to uh, a charity for sure. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that makes a massive difference. And uh, once again, you know, um, when my, I know when our clients do screenings, you know, that's the thing. When people don't show, that's the first question I ask, did you take a deposit? Right. And that's always, that's always a strong variable. Definitely. And then, yeah. So anyway, well, yeah, well, what other ones you got? I mean, I have some in my mind, but I, I'd like to know what, what are the other ones? You said there was about five of them. Uh, good question. Okay. Um, Let's see. Another one I noticed um, is not having a, a good spinal screening poster in your uh, in your booth. A lot of people just put up a a, a banner that says their clinic name, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know people walking by have no idea what you're doing there. I have a, in fact, I have a, a website that was just. Uh, put up not long ago that's spinalscreeningposter.com but um, the, the poster that I use is uh, it's very specific in, in three, three areas. It has uh, a large area where it says free spinal screening um, but it also has at the bottom a, a big stop sign that says um, get your spine checked and so you know just glancing at that sign they know I'm doing spinal checkups, um, you know, or at least most of the people that see that poster know that I'm doing spinal checkups there. Um, and then it also lists uh, some symptoms, you know, um, and I'm not all about symptoms and definitely not, but symptoms obviously are very motivational for people. And if, if we want to help more people, then, um, you know, the, the motivation is the problem that they're having. So I, I really think that putting some symptoms on your uh, poster that at your booth um, really connects with them because they see that on there. And they're looking for help with that. And they know you're doing spinal checkups at, at your booth. Um, so you're more likely to pull more people into the booth. Nice. Yeah, what, what, do, what do you have as far as from your experience, Fred? I know you have a lot of experience in the past yeah. with doing this. Um, and bringing patients from, you know, the symptoms and the pain and bringing them into posture and structural rehab. 
you have any advice on how you've transitioned people at uh, spinal screenings to get them into the office and, and taking them on to corrective care? Well, no question. I mean, there's definitely some tools. First thing, you got to have some attractive people out in the aisle pulling people in. And what I've learned is the funkier your booth looks, the more people will stop. Yeah. So technology, you got to be doing different things that look different, that make people just stop and look, you know, whether people are doing exercises or, you know, if you have your posture app, Joe, and you put a big TV, fat TV screen, so people practically have to run into it, you know, yeah. where I don't know if you can, even if you have to hardwire that thing. Well, now you don't. It's through the Apple TV. You can do it yeah. wirelessly now. Well, there you go. So you have a big fat screen. And then the next thing is, um, you know, you do posture, but posture organs. And you get right in there and you dig on them, man. You show them. You know, it's just like in our elite script, we say posture, postural distortions represent injured, damaged, or weakened areas of your spine that are shutting off energy of the vital organs of your body. And this is one of the big, in my opinions, mistakes, or at least it's not a mistake, but what I didn't prefer, and a bunch of management groups teach to look for trigger points. You know, so you do these massages and you're sitting there talking about trigger points. And I guess because I was so organ-based and grew up at DE and actually believed that posture weakened structure does shut down your health that you know I don't want people coming in for a freaking massage and then trying to get them in a chiropractic why don't we just get them in for the right reason right off the bat so completely you know I, huh? I completely agree yeah I mean that whole double sale you know bait and switch to me it feels like a bait and switch you're coming in for a freaking massage by the way you get a free chiropractic consultation you know I always hated that so I would just get in, look at their posture. I would show them. I'd bend them in their postural distortions, dig on the weakened areas, dig on those angles, and talk about organs. Hey, here's why you have bladder problems. Here's why you have asthma. Here's why you have heartburn. And then do the technology and then go, okay, you know, that posture app probably functions with less than 1% error. Would you agree, Joe? Yep. Actually, we're doing a reliability study on it, actually. Yeah, so the amount of error, so I just tell people, well, I'm gonna, this evaluation functions as less than 1% error. And then, of course, it shows the exact same postural distortions. So when you show them manually in advance and then you back it up with technology, then they're like, oh, my God, man, this dude knows what he's doing. And then you go back right in the posture screen and go dig again. Look at this angle yep. right here. That's where I told you your heartburn is. Yep. And now these people are like, my God, you know, this, this is serious. Yeah, there's actually nothing more valuable than, than to do that, than to be able to show them something and it ties into a symptom that they've been having. Um, then, uh, you, you know, and at my screenings, I never tell them, look, I found, I found your problem. I, I feel like that's for the report of findings. But I definitely tell them, look, this, we, we found this, you're having this. Um, that's why I recommend a further exam in my office. And, and uh, it works, I mean... It, that's some, probably the most valuable thing that you can do at a screening is to find something that correlates with the problem that they're having. Yeah, well, something a heck of a lot bigger than back pain. Yep. Anyway, Definitely. I was, yep. was going to add something here that, that I've had a lot of doctors give a lot of feedback since it's so easy to use a comparison now in the app that if they do a spinal screening, the first thing that they do is when that person comes in again and actually comes in as a new patient now, they screen them again, digitize that, and have that comparison module or uh, printout ready for them if it's been a day, a week, or two weeks since they had their screening because 
what they're going to see is a lot of the objections that people will give you is that, oh, that was the way that I was just standing. Oh, that was just standing. That was just one time, right? So now it hits them right between the eyes that, hey, look, we just took two independent posture exams of you two weeks apart. You still show the exact same posture. This shows you that it's an ongoing issue that we need to investigate further. And I found when doctors do that as part of their actual initial intake um, before they even do an exam, the patient is already on board light and they, they realize, oh, my gosh, this isn't just the way I was standing one time. This is it's consistent. Well, here's what. Sorry, to, I didn't know if you're going to chime in, Tamer, but I'm cutting you off, man. No, you're good. You know, here's the thing. You know, it's what I'm going to go back to what Joe said. Not only is it reproducible, but then again, when you're talking about organs, like when you add another mistake, in my opinion, it's talking about freaking back pain. Like when you when you're at a screening and you're focusing on musculoskeletal problems. You know, they live with back pain all the time. They're like, okay, well, that's great. Nice opinion. I've had back pain for 10 years. You know, it's it's so iffy as opposed to if you talk about something bigger, they come in already saying I have more problems than I thought. The, prob- the probability of conversion is so much better. And I want to, you know, I gave a pretty aggressive introduction on subluxation-based chiropractors. And, you know, this is a thing, you know, it's not that we're trying to separate chiropractic and one from the other. It's we're trying to promote more doctors talking about spinal health and, and relating it to overall health. And now, Tabor, you have a system that can go out there predictably and teach you how to talk posture organs. And what amazes me, and I know I'm going off here, is we're all chiropractors, but how many doctors get stuck on pain and, and the leap to posture organs will create a better quality patient that will have a higher probability of committing to your care right off the street as opposed to talking about back pain. I completely agree. Yeah, definitely. So when you combine all this stuff and you have that posture screen app and great technology that gives a global picture, like right there you can show a forward head posture and talk about, hey, here's why your back hurts, and that's at least your problems. you got bladder infections, menstrual cramps, and irritable bowel syndrome. Why don't we talk about that? Right. Yeah, and I don't even see – I don't see why chiropractors think it's a leap. Um, You you know, I mean every uh, uh, anatomy book that's taught in any school in the world will show you uh, the proper alignment of the spine and will also show you that the nerves that come from the spine – Organize, control, and uh, and um, uh, control every function of the body. And so, what I feel I'm doing with my spinal screenings is, uh, and it's an ambition, you know, bigger than just growing my office. Is at every spinal screening I do, I'm educating people about chiropractic. And and I have an ultimate goal of, you know, I see no reason why chiropractic shouldn't be uh, bigger than, you know, at least dentistry, but if not the, the largest healthcare profession in our nation. I mean, um, uh, 50%, some stats show that 50% of Americans see a dentist uh, regularly, whereas, you know, as you know, we've heard percentages of definitely lower than 10% that see a chiropractor. Yep. And it's all because... We've got to get out there and educate. And and uh, if if every spinal if every uh, chiropractor would get out and do some, you know, whether it's talks or spinal screenings or whatever it is to educate their community about chiropractic, there's no reason why we shouldn't be the biggest healthcare profession in the nation, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I agree. But I think we need to tell the truth, man, and that's and that's a thing. You know, that's what Chiropractic United is too. And hate to keep sorry to keep bringing this up, but I'm giving my giving us a shameless plug here. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> right. really it's to bring the research and the communication, and as well as deal with the politics and like what you're doing, Tabor, which I admire your passion. Is hey, man, here's a system. Because the schools don't teach us posture organs. So if students don't go outside, I mean, that's the whole big stink with the CCE right now. That, you know, we had Steve Tullius on here a few weeks ago talking about that most of the schools don't even teach chiropractic. And we need to stand up and and uh, have a voice with what the school's teaching. And that's what this whole massive campaign with the CCE is. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's guys like you, Tabor, that have a system that's like, hey, man, take these tools and learn how to talk posture and overall health. Let's get a global picture and not a segmental picture and, uh, you know, get off that back pain thing and let's talk about what really matters in people's lives. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And, and let's, you know, uh, that's the only thing that Dennis did that we haven't is education and educating them that taking care of your teeth will make them last longer. Educating them that taking care of your spine will make it last longer. And it's, I mean, it's as simple as that, really. Yeah, well, definitely yeah. I, Go ahead, Joe. No, I was just going to say I agree. And, um, you know, when I, when I talk to doctors in the area that um, are not doing so well, it always seems to be the same type of doctors. They're, they're always the doctors that are focused on pain they're focused on insurance only mm-hmm. and they just they have no i guess that they they don't even understand what subluxation is and they don't understand you know they it, they just it's like they were never trained as a chiropractor they were just trained as a back pain care specialist yeah. and then you have you have these these practices that are uh telling the truth about chiropractic and you know about our history and helping masses of people and they have no problem during the roughest of times people still come out of their way to you know do what they can to afford care because it changes lives definitely i and i don't know if this is uh uh, you know i don't know if this happens with everybody who gets out of chiropractic school but what i've noticed of my friends that i graduated with um back at parker the the people the chiropractors that are the most successful are the ones that have the strongest philosophy of, of all of my class yeah right absolutely absolutely matter of fact there's uh, when i think back to some of my classmates i i think back and i said you know because i was kind of a nerd back back in school and uh you oh know, come on yeah i was kind of a nerd <laughs> and i look back at you know, there were some people that just barely got by, but they, they were had great hands. They, they, they just had this passion for chiropractic, mm-hmm. but they didn't do so well in biochemistry, you know, or, or right. organic chemistry or whatever. And, you know, and you, I look at them now, and some of these docs are, they're, they're leading the profession now, and they're doing great. And it was, they never wavered when it came to chiropractic. They knew what it stood for, and they, they delivered adjustments, and they corrected spines, and and uh, so, I mean, it, you're absolutely right, Tabor. Those are the people that, you know, they definitely, you, obviously you need the science. And what we like to say in CBP is, you know, we, we help to bring the science that proves the philosophy of chiropractic. And, you know, we think our, our research has done that. And it continues to do with a lot of this research that we're doing uh, that's, that's going to be coming out here in the uh, near future with some of the uh, uh, randomized studies that we have, uh, even with some of these, like, clinic, uh, uh, these 
I, I don't even know if I can, well, I guess we already talked about it. Some of these chronic radiculopathy cases that were improved with the more lordosis that we found in, in their neck after traction. Well, I shouldn't say we, but it was an independent uh, group of, of uh, people at the university level that did this study. But it, it shows that when you correct structure of the spine, the body works better given the chance. And that's exactly all the tenets of chiropractic. Nice. Well, and those philosophically based doctors are the happiest. And then that's another thing. I'm going to give another plug to Kyrie United. You know, it's like, hey, man, if you got the philosophy, then now have the application. Yep. And that's what I think CBP is, man. You know, and it's interesting, Joe, because, you know, when you look at some of the CBP guys, you know, it's interesting because the guys that learned CBP in school, mm-hmm. they learned mechanics and they were attracted to the engineering and the science. And what they didn't understand about Don was Don was philosophical first. Yeah, he was. You know, it, it was the philosophy that made him say, well, I need to fix the spine. And that's why he had a big practice. You know, yep. you get the guys that are technique first. They don't always have the big practices because I coach a lot of these guys. And they're so stuck in their head. It's like you learn mechanics first. Then you have to learn philosophy. Yeah. Whereas the guys that learn philosophy, like I was a philosophy guy first. Yeah, and, you know we had four practices that were five to seven hundred a week, which isn't that big, but it's you know it's decent. But uh, that's because it was philosophy first, then CBP. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that you're absolutely right. That's that's something that a lot of people don't realize about our roots. Uh, we I, anybody that knew Don, it, he was the most passionate, philosophically based chiropractor there was. The difference was. He didn't make claims about things that were just made up because they were made up. If there was some sort of reason behind it, he was bound to find out what the best, best method was for reproducing it um, and not just, oh, I, had, I have great results, you know, one out of a thousand times, and you remember that one case. He wasn't happy until he got pr- reproducible results oh. on, you know, 99 out of 100 cases. And, you know, anybody that's had miracles in his practice, I mean, Don had some serious miracles. You know, I, I know very few people that have had coma patients waking up in their offices, um, you know, and that's pretty passionate. And uh, that's why I always find it ironic sometimes when, I guess if they're still using the term straights and, and mixers, uh, why some people don't even know our, our true history of and how we grew out of upper cervical uh, chiropractic. But, you know, we definitely had the philosophy and we used the science to find out, you know, the truth and and verify the truth of the philosophy, and that's how we're chiropractors that are CBP doctors are usually the most passionate. We just use science to prove our philosophy, and it is exactly what uh, the Palmer said, you know. Yeah, I, I uh, you mentioned this, you know, already, but uh, I think the two are so connected, science and philosophy, that the more I learn about the science, um, you know, just the stronger it makes my philosophy. Um, it seems like it works hand in hand. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, so I was just looking at some other things. Tabor, you are, you actually have quite a few websites here, and uh, you originally uh, found me because of of my app too. And and I, I see you have some you have spinalscreenings.com, But I wanted to also give a, a plug. You have a, a website called Cairo Gold. Did you want to tell us a little bit about that too? <laughs> yeah, uh, Cairo Gold is. Um, is is basically a uh, a group of a lot of the products that I've used, you know, over the um, 
uh, over the years to build my practice and then uh, some of the products that, that friends of mine have put together. And really what those products are are just chiropractors who have found something that really worked for them and just want to share it with other chiropractors so that other, other chiropractors can grow as well. And that's why it's called Chiropractic Gold uh, and chiropracticgold.com or chirogold.com, either one, um, but is, is because it is the gold that uh, you know, chiropractors has, have discovered over the years. And if someone's really wanting to grow their practice or um, you know, needs some help, then that's what uh, is on that site. And there's tons and tons of free stuff. It's not just products that you can buy. Um, almost every one of those products has something free that they give away that you can download that will help you, you know, today uh, to build your practice. So yeah, you have a lot of good stuff on the on that site. That's for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, so what's your vision, Tabor? I mean, you got this final screening package. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the package and what your vision is and definitely what you offer too. Um, well, uh, like I said, I'm not sure if I said it on here, if I said it before we started, but uh, I'm definitely not uh, a chiropractic guru. I'm not a, I'm not a chiropractic coach. Um, I'm just a chiropractor that um, has, in my past, had you know a lot of experience doing spinal screenings. And um, in order to help other chiropractors, I, I put together a spinal screening kit um, that has the most efficient process that I've discovered um, to do not only not only how to get spinal screening scheduled, which is in the kit, um, how to find the best spinal screenings in your community, um, how to conduct a spinal screening from A to Z, um, how to train your staff um, to, to be, do and say uh, what you want them to, because we forget they haven't, they didn't go through chiropractic school, you know? Um, and these aren't, I mean, there's scripts in there, but I don't call them scripts. I call them outlines, um, because I don't think you should sound like a robot at your spinal screenings. Um, we, we roll with it and, and we, um, we be the doctor at, uh, every screening that we do. Uh, but there are some outlines and some, uh, uh, some definite procedures that will help you have uh, better results at every spinal screening that you do. Um, the kit comes with uh, a DVD that's videos uh, of me doing spinal screenings and me reenacting spinal screenings and showing you and teaching you how to do each step. Um, it also comes with a uh, uh, CD-ROM that has all the documents that I use in my spinal screenings from, uh, from some handouts to, uh, uh, to all the... Um, new patient care, what I put in each new patient packet. Um, and then it also comes with uh, a procedure. See, I started doing screenings to, to grow my business, but I was also doing some dinner workshops. And I noticed dinner workshops worked very well to get new patients in as well. The problem was I didn't have any... Uh, you know, I didn't have any patients to invite to my dinner workshop. So I developed a, a process through doing spinal screenings um, that would, it would collect leads from people who came into my booth and invite them to my dinner workshops. And so I would fill my dinner workshops with people who didn't sign up uh, for an exam at my spinal screenings and then, you know, even um, uh, more capitalize on each spinal screening that I did. So that system's in there. It comes with a dinner workshop kit that shows you a live dinner workshop of me doing a, a dinner workshop and, and comes with the PowerPoint presentation uh, that I do at all my dinner workshops. It's a stress, um, uh, stress PowerPoint presentation. shows you uh, uh, how stress causes subluxation, how subluxation causes disease. Um, and all that comes in, in the kit, 
And so uh, you can you can check that out at SpinalScreenings.com. Another real cool thing about SpinalScreenings.com, that's SpinalScreenings with an S on the end of it, is that I wrote a Walmart report. And you can download that for free at SpinalScreenings.com, and it will show you how chiropractors are getting into Walmart now. Uh, because I don't, I don't know if you know, but um, a while back, Walmart almost completely shut that down uh, for chiropractors to do spinal screenings there. Uh, but there are some other ways that you can get in that are, um, you know, easier and uh, will help you to have an even better screening at Walmart. So that's uh, great. Yeah, I, I have to give you a plug. Um, the, you know, I watch those, and I have one of my um, main uh, marketing uh, people in my office. He's my right hand man. He's very hard to impress because uh, you know he's he's built many big businesses in marketing and um he when he saw your stuff and you know i i he'd overheard me talking to you one day on the phone and asked about you and i said that you know i was gonna try out your dvds and 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 when i uh, put him on his desk and he started watching them he had nothing but praise uh to say about you know the ideas that you had and how and he had been around chiropractors for for almost a decade in in the healthcare field, and he's been around people doing screenings and walk through health fairs, and and uh, just to see how you were doing it differently and how it was a, a very systematic way of of doing that part of of the business. He had nothing but praise, and to impress, um, uh, you know, the, my right hand man is to is very very uh, complimentary towards what you have. And wow. uh, so it was. It was good. And it's really, and it really helped out my team. And they're still using it, and and they'll be using it again for you know, a lot of the stuff that you have in there. For we have two more events this month coming up. Awesome. Well, thank you for telling me that. It makes my day. Yes. <laughs> cool. All right, Fred. Do you have anything else in uh, in closing? Uh, well, that's about it, man. I think you've done a great job, Tabor. Thank you for, you know, taking everything you've done with your purpose. And, uh, you know, that's what Chiropractic United is about, is taking people like us and like you and bringing great tools like the tools that you have and uh, helping docs go out into the community and save more, help people save more lives, you know. So that's awesome. Love yeah. your purpose and passion. Thank you. And thanks, thanks again for coming out. I know it was a little bit last minute, uh, and I appreciate you, um, you know, scheduling with us for this uh, this podcast. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, giving me the opportunity. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Cool. All right, guys. So I guess we'll uh, call it a wrap tonight. And um, uh, Dr. Fred, you have something coming up pretty soon, don't you? In uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, we have Atlanta seminar November fifth, sixth. It's our quarterly seminar. It's awesome. We have some amazing things to help build spinal corrective practices, uh, personal growth, purpose, uh, systems, staff training. The whole thing will be teaching there. We're also, uh, as you know, Joe, we're introducing our new pediatric workshop that uh, Deed and I and Joe put together. We're going to be introducing that. We'll have a webinar coming up on that. That. That PowerPoint is stinging awesome. I mean, when a, when a parent sits through that, they can't say no. Yep. So we'll be announcing a webinar coming up when we introduce that. Wonderful. And uh, I think the next one is I want to, with all this vaccination stuff that's been going on on Facebook, we might want to create a vaccination PowerPoint. Yeah, well, we definitely have uh, the people that bring the science to that. And I just wanted to give a shameless plug that uh, CBP is going to be in Phoenix, Arizona for 
one of our most popular seminars, and that's the Cervical Rehab Seminar, November 19th and 20th in Phoenix. So anybody that's in that area of the country, or even if not, because I fly around, I always get a kick out of when people say, oh, well, I can't go because it's not in my state. I, I, I laugh because I fly, you know, Fred, you're, you're on the other side of the country, and yeah. I'm on the other side of the country from you. At least Tabor's in the middle right now. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I fly across country, and I, I did when that I wasn't even, at, you know, putting on the seminars. I was going to attend. And, you know, people act like it, it takes, you know, two days to get somewhere, like you're in a horse and buggy, an airplane, it's, you can fly anywhere really quick. So, um, you know, anybody on the East Coast, don't be afraid to go out to Phoenix. It's a, you know, it's a great location for cervical rehab, and it's our last rehab seminar of the year. So uh, the next one won't be for a few months um, uh, next month. And the, the new schedule is also being posted. It is posted right now at idealspine.com and the website idealspine.biz. Um, but uh, you guys can start pre-registering for the seminars. But uh, thank you again, Tabor. Um, thank you, Dr. Fred. And uh, I guess that's it for tonight. And uh, you guys have a good night. And we'll be back uh, next week. Sounds thank good. You. Have an awesome, awesome week. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.